0: We interrupt your special announcement to bring you this regularly scheduled programming. I don't think this game understands the concept of Rambo. Hey, it's Cool here, if you don't know, and it is time for yet another episode of Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM in, um, <clears throat> well, it's pretty dark out there, but it is still Halifax, and it's pretty cold as well, we got some, uh some snow last night, and it's just the beginning of things to come, I'm afraid, but, uh, we'll get more into weather in about half an hour's time, as usual, for now, let us take a look at what is new over at lowbiasgaming.net, uh, well, <laughs> thing is about that, there are new, new, no new videos since last week. But um, <clears throat> that doesn't mean that there is nothing going on, low bias gaming. I think everyone was getting a little hyped about the whole Thanksgiving thing since for, well, since the majority of our members are in the states, um, I suppose I have no excuse. but um, you know, what are you gonna do? Um, but there is still some stuff going on, such as the 365 Days of the Super Nintendo still going on with the, um, with T2, the arcade game, uh, the death and return of Superman, the Incredible Hulk, uh, sorry, the Incredible Crash Dummies. I should probably read the entire thing. And the latest, uh, edition, uh, Musia, the classic tale of Japanese horror, uh, being added to that lineup. And the latest, um, soundtrack being the 2013 edition of Shadowgate. So, um, yeah, and of course the, uh, Kirby's All-Star Legend, uh, series of streams still going strong. Last time we finished Planet Robobot. Um, there's still a little bit of stuff to do in that, but, uh, we will be wrapping that one up this Sunday with the next game on the list being Kirby Battle Royale. <laughs> you can hear the excitement in, vi- in my voice, right? Uh, it's it's an okay game, it's just not a good Kirby game. But anyway, we'll get to that when we get to that. For now, we get some music here on Square Wave Symphony. CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. Listen, local. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU, 88.1 FM Halifax. That song was by Naoki Kodaka, and it is the title theme for today's game from the archives. More Dhaka, please. He's totally new, totally tough, and he'll stop at nothing to make sure justice prevails. From the dark streets of Gotham City to the deepest corners of the criminal underworld comes the caped crusader as you've never seen him before, incredibly strong, armed to the teeth, and ready to put his life on the line for the sake of all, on a search and destroy mission to end the Joker's reign of terror. He leaps, he flies, he dodges enemy fire and delivers it right back with a vengeance. This is no kid stuff, this is as real as we video gaming gets. If you liked what you saw in the movie, then you're gonna love what you see here, because this time around Batman is all business and you won't let anything stand in his way. So this is Batman the Video Game, which is a platforming game for the NES developed and published by Sunsoft and released in 1990. Um, it's not a game that I particularly like. I always thought it was kind of hard, but then again I haven't played it in about a million years, so maybe I don't remember it quite right. Maybe It's not as hard as it as I remember it, or maybe it's even harder than I remember it One person can answer that question for sure and that's Jade Pharaoh. He has um Provided us with three videos of this game for the low bias monthly of April 2016 games by Sunsoft So might be worth taking a look at that if you're interested <laughs> daily with Into the Story and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax And we're back with Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chip tunes, and all things weird and geeky, and speaking of weird, it is time, as usual, for the news of the weird. And uh, as usual, I will let you know that I do not read these stories ahead of time. Some of these may not jive well with all audiences, but they have been scanned for objectionable content. This segment is usually about 1350 15 minutes long, so take that as you will. So here is how the news reads for November, tw- for November 29, 2019. True. All right, let's move on to the weather. No, uh. <laughs> I don't know what is going on with the site right now. It's just weird. But uh, we usually read the news stories for the previous week anyway, so it's not like I'm rereading anything by starting with the lead story of Curious Tradition. Animal Help Now, a group that assists in animal emergencies, has gathered almost 160,000 signatures on a, pet- on a petition to repeal legislation allowing, quote, possum drops in North Carolina. I don't like the sound of what that is. In a number of communities in the state the custom uh of putting an opossum in a transparent box suspending it in the air and then slowly, slowly lowering it to the ground is a feature of New Year's Eve celebrations. What is wrong with these people? Organizers in Brasstown uh, told the Raleigh News and Observer they ended its possum drop after the 2018 event because, quote, it's a hard job to do and it's time to move on, but they maintain that the, the, the tradition does, quote, absolutely nothing to harm the animal. Animal Help Now, however, is continuing its campaign against the state statute that makes it legal for people to treat opossums however they wish between the dates of December 29th and January 2nd. Good, because that is messed up. It may not actually physically hurt them, but they're not animals of high order of intelligence. It's going to freak them right the heck out. So you know, don't do that, that's rude. Our next story, Bright Ideas, and there are two of them, oh boy. Maybe they're betting no woman will will reveal what she weighs in public, but the Fusion Club in Dubai, UAE, is offering women free drink credits based on their weight. Really? For example, a woman who weighs 150 pounds would receive about $18.50 in free cocktails. Anil Kumar, spokesman for the club, told Insider that while they have a scale behind the bar, they will also accept a woman's word about what she weighs. They can just write the weight on a paper and give it to the bartender discreetly, he said. Very simple, no strings attached. We want the ladies to surprise their partners and friends that it's good to gain weight. That's a bit sexist, isn't it? But. Mm. Different strokes for different folks, I guess it is, but that's still kind of messed up. And our next bright idea, hopefully a lot more general. A 16-year-old boy was detained by U.S. Border Patrol agents on November 17th after an agent saw him hiding in brush about a mile north of the Ote Mesa point of entry uh, near San Diego. Ote. Ote. Uh, Authorities said that the teenager had a remote-controlled car with him, along with two large duffel bags stuffed with 50 packages of methamphetamines weighing more than 55 pounds and worth more than $106,000. Border Patrol spokesman Theron Francisco told the San Diego Union Tribune that authorities believe the car was used to carry the bundles across the border, making many trips through the bollard-style fence from the south side and driving to the teen on the north side. The boy was charged with drug smuggling and held in Juvenile Hall. I mean, I guess that's one way to do it. Doesn't mean you should do it, but that's one way. Our next story in the 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 department of yeah no. If you're passing through the seaside city of Fukuoka, Japan, here is a tip for a cheap hotel. A night in room eight at the Asahi Ryokan will cost you just one dollar, and your privacy. In return for the low rate, your entire stay in your room will be live streamed on YouTube. Hotel manager Tetsuya Inoue told CNN on November 20th that while the world can watch the room's guests, there is no audio, so conversations and phone calls can remain private. Also, the bathroom is out of camera range, and of course, guests can turn out the lights. Our hotel is on the cheaper side, Inoue said. Uh, so we need some added value, something special that everyone will talk about, and that in no way will get you kicked off of YouTube when someone decides to get a little frisky. Yes, that was a terrible pun. No, I do not apologize. Crime report. When Martin Skelly, 41, was arrested on November 16th in Clearwater, Florida... In a clear water floor at McDonald's for possession of methamphetamines, he told officers he did not have any other contraband. But during his intake at the Pinellas County Jail, a deputy found, quote, a small bag of crystal powder substance wedged deep within his belly button cavity, Fox News reported, which later tested positive for meth. Skelly? Who is five foot nine and weighs three hundred eighty pounds, received two additional charges for introducing contraband into a correctional facility and narcotics possession. That is a large belly button. Of course that is the large man, so you know, I guess those will correlate most of the time. Uh, people different from us, how about those? Uh, bodybuilder Kirill Terishin, 23, a former Russian soldier, also known as Popeye, underwent surgery in Moscow in mid-November after doctors told him that the petroleum jelly he had been injecting into his biceps to increase their size might result in the amputation of his arms. What were you thinking? Surgeon Dmitry Mel- uh, Melnikov told Metro News the problem is that this, pe- this is petroleum jelly. Tereshin ex- injected this so thoroughly that it spread in the muscle and killed it. In the first of four surgeries, doctors removed three pounds of dead muscle and three liters of jelly that had formed into a solid lump. The injections were causing Tereshien high fevers, pain, and weakness. Following the operations, doctors have told tereshin he will have arm movement, but his arm muscles will be diminished. Well, that's m- probably more than they were hoping for, so at least there's that. But still, ugh. Popeye is a cartoon character. Do not attempt to imitate the cartoon character. It will not end well. Here's another story and hopefully this one will be a little bit more awesome. Over the past five years, 12 separate bundles of cash totaling nearly $45,000 have turned up on sidewalks in the quiet beachside English village of Blackhall Colliery posing a mystery for local Detective Constable John Forster. These bundles are always discovered by random members of the public who have handed them in, Forrester told 9 News, although he did admit he suspects some bundles have not been turned over to police. Officers have no evidence of a crime committed related to the bundles, usually containing about 2,000 pounds apiece. After a period of time, if no one claims them, the folks who discover the bundles will get to keep them. So there is such a thing as doing the right thing. And getting rewarded for it. Um, Goodness knows right now I could definitely use that extra money but um, without knowing where it comes from probably best to turn it in and maybe you'll get it back who knows in fact who knows maybe this entire point is about random acts of kindness I mean, 2,000 pounds worth of random acts of kindness is is a little more... Anyway, if it is an act of kindness, that's really cool. If it's not, then someone should look into it. Compelling Explanations Police and firefighters in Liberty, Ohio, were called to the Liberty Walmart on the afternoon of November 16th to find a car on fire in the parking lot reporting WMFMJ. Owner Stephanie Carlson, 40, told them that there was uh, a can of gas in the trunk and she had lighted a candle to get rid of the smell, but she later admitted she had poured gas on the seats and started the fire with a lighter because the car was dirty and there was a problem with the front wheel. Because the car was dirty and there was a problem with the front wheel, she set the car on fire. huh okay the car belonged to her husband who uh, said he had been looking for her all day and also told officers that she had allegedly been found huffing mothballs in paint thinner recently okay police took her into custody and found a lighter and mothballs in her purse she was charged with arson inducing panic and criminal damaging I suppose she did kind of induce panic in herself. Uh, Suspicion's confirmed. Yes. And also, this next story. After the death of their uncle, uh, Sefiso Justice Molongo, in KwaZulu-Natal province of South Africa, uh... Sandaza Michali and Tobika Molongo, I hope I'm pronouncing those right, ran into trouble trying to settle a claim on his life insurance. According to the Daily Star, Old Mutual required confirmation that the man had passed away and delayed payment because they were waiting for quote additional assessments. So on November 19th, the the women went to the funeral home, retrieved their uncle's body and took it to the company's local office. They said they had paid the money into our bank account, and we wanted to be sure," Mischali said. So we left the body at their office and went to check at at the bank. When they had, when they had their money, they returned the body to the funeral home, and Mr. Malongo um, now rests in a family burial plot. Old Mutual pronounced the incident quote most unsettling, and promised a full investigation, but Muzi Hlingua, spokesman for the National Funeral Practitioners Association of South Africa, said the matter was far from over. The rituals that were supposed to be done uh, to move the body from one place to another were not done. The soul of that man is still left at the old mutual, so they will have to cover the cost of performing these rituals. That's an interesting concept. Considering that it's South Africa, I wouldn't be surprised if it was more about the money. But I'm not going to make any assumptions. Um, everyone has their own spiritual practices. And by gum, we're going to follow them. Anyway, it is uh, that is it for the news. And it is time for the weather. And I'm seeing a fair amount of minuses and snow. So... I think it's going to be a white Christmas, but we'll see. It is currently minus two degrees here in Halifax with a wind chill of minus 11 um, flurries and wind northwest 40 kilometers gusting to 60 except gusting to 80 along parts of the coast with a low of minus five and a wind chill of minus 14 overnight. Saturday, November 30th, mainly cloudy with a 6% 6 chance of flurries, wind northwest 30 gusting to 50 except gusting to 70 along parts of the coast and a high of 0, wind chill of minus 12 in the morning and a UV index of 1 or low. Uh, at night, cloudy skies, 30% chance of flurries in the evening, becoming partly cloudy overnight when northwest 30 kilometers gusting to 50, except gusting to 70 along parts of the coast in the evening, and a low of minus 2, with a wind chill of minus 8 overnight. Sunday, December 1st, is sunny skies and a high of 0, going down to a low of minus 4 and cloudy skies at night. Monday, December 2nd. Uh, periods of rain or snow all day with a high of 3 and a low of 2. Uh, Tuesday, December 3rd, rain or snow with a high of 2 going down to a low of minus 1 and flurries overnight. Uh, Wednesday, December 4th, a mix of sun cloud and and a high of plus 2 going down to a low of plus 1 and cloudy periods at night. And Thursday, December 5th, 6% chance of showers and a high of plus 6 degrees, which might just take all that snow away but it depends on how much snow there is going to be. That is yet to be seen. You're listening to Squarewave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. Let's get some more Music. will with um marine rouge and you're listening to square wave symphony on ckdu 88.1 fm halifax and welcome back to square wave symphony here on ckdu 88.1 fm halifax And it is time for gaming next month. Yes, it is time to take a look at what games are coming out in, uh, on December 2019, since it is the last Friday of the month. And we're also going to be taking a look at the list of games that were listed for this year, but are yet to be announced that are probably going to be next year. So, um, yeah, let's go with that. So starting with December 3rd, which is going to be a big day with six releases Uh, Arise, A Simple Story is going to be coming out for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Halo Reach for the Xbox One, Life is Strange 2, Episode 5 for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Personally, I don't like games that have numbers on the title and subtitle, but you do you. Uh, Neverwinter Nights Enhanced Edition is coming out for the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Saga Scarlet Grace, new Saga game, wow. Uh, that's for the PS4, Switch, PC, iOS, and Android. Pretty wide release. Uh, Terminator Resistance is the last game for December 3rd, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, two new games on December 5th, Darksiders Genesis is going to be coming out for the Stadia and the PC. Star Ocean First Departure R for the PS4 and the Switch. December 6th, one single game, and that is Assassin's Creed The Rebel Collection for the Switch. December 9th, Ashen is going to be coming out for PS4 and Switch. And December 10th, Hearthstone Descent of Dragons is going to be coming out. It doesn't list any platforms, but probably whatever platforms Hearthstone is already on because it's probably an expansion. Uh, MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries coming out for the PC and Narcos: Rise of the Cartels for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, and that about wraps it up as far as scheduled games. Uh, December has always been kind of a slow week because they don't really want to flood the games with too many, the market with too many games just before the holidays. They just want to have the right amount to come out just in time for the uh, last week of December, as you do. So here's the list of games that are scheduled for 2019, but are probably going to show up next year at some point. Babylon's Fall for the PS4 and PC, Bio Mutant for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One and PC, Black Future 88, Switch and PC, Boneworks for the PC, Castle Storm 2, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Cat Lady for the PC. Commander King for iOS and Android. Can't wait for that one. Uh, as if. Creeks for the PC. Drifters, placing 4Xbox One, PC. Uh, GTFO for the PC. Hollow Knight Silk Song. a new um, expansion, possibly, for Hollow Knight. Uh, That's for Switch and PC. Hightail for PC and Mac. Inmost for Switch and PC. Maneater for the PC. Mineko's Night Market for the Switch, PC, and Mac. One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Panzer Dragoon Remake for the Switch. Samurai, uh, Samurai Showdown Neo Geo Collection for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Excuse me, Space uh, Space Channel 5 VR for PSVR and PC, Still There for Switch and PC, Tamarin for PS4 and PC, The Dark Crystal, Age of of Resistance Tactics, The Dark Crystal, wow, that's, I think there was a new series about that lately, so I guess that kind of makes sense. Uh, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, and Mac, The Endless Mission for the PC, Tom Clancy's Elite Squad for iOS and Android, Treachery and Beatdown City for Switch and PC, Ro- Warcraft 3 Reforged for the PC, and Wadham for the PS4. Uh, some of those might have been released and uh, just didn't get caught on this list. Some of them might have a uh, scheduled date that um, is coming up in the near future and has not been caught on the list. But, um, yeah, that's what is uh, supposed to be coming out in 2019, probably won't. Um, Let's take a quick look at um, 2020, shall we? Mega Man Zero is coming out in January at Zero ZX Legacy Collection, rather. That's coming out in January. Um, Ori and the Will of the Wisps uh, will be coming out in February. Let's see what we've got in March, Animal Crossing New Horizons. That's coming out in March as well as the Final Fantasy 7 Remake. How could I miss that? Coming out on March 3rd. Interesting. Uh, in April, Trials of Mana finally being released for a North American audience for PS4, Switch, and PC. In May, we have The Last of Us Part 2 I'm sure a lot of people have been waiting for that one. And several more games that have been announced but don't have a date yet. I wonder if... Um, oh, tunics not on this list. I was hoping that it might be, but we still don't know when that was going to be coming out. Hopefully, sometime next year. I'm personally looking forward to it, but uh, yeah, that's what we got coming up for uh, video games for the rest of 2019 and a little bit into 2020. If you want an updated list at any point, you can just go to gamingformer.com/slash 2019 or/slash 2020 as you prefer and get that list right there you're listening to square wave symphony on ckdu 88.1 fm halifax let's get some more music going shall we That was Von Verna with another medium chiptune, that's the actual name of the track, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU, 88.1 FM Halifax. Alright, and today I want to talk about a game. Dead Cells is an exploration platformer developed and published by Motion Twin and released in August of 2018. That's about all I can tell you about this game as I haven't played it myself and it's also not the focus of this review. Uh, A lot of people have come to find out about this French developer when Dead Cells came out and kinda became a smash hit. But where were they before that? They don't have any releases aside from that, right? Well, actually, Motion Twin have been around since 2001 and have made over 150 games, mostly focusing on Flash-based mini-games. So I figured I'd show everyone around this little world they've created because there are a lot of nifty games to play and the majority of them are available in English, considering that they come from France. That's not necessarily a given. First, I'll just make a few kind of sweeping remarks about some things that are in common about all of these games. Unless otherwise stated, these are developed and published by Motion Twin, Are Flash games. The art style is very distinct to the company, so it's generally pretty easy to tell when you're playing a Motion Twin game. Still fairly varied and, um, nice, and color- nice and colorful in any case. And the music and, ta- and sound may or may not exist. A fair chunk of their games just simply have none. They're also using energy-based systems and microtransactions to limit gameplay before those were cool. Not that I'm implying that they were ever cool, but in any case, before everybody started doing it. Most of their games which aren't dead cells follow this model. So let's get started. The Caverns of Hammerfest is sort of a cross between Snow Bros and Bubble Bobble, and it was released in 2006. Um, The player can drop various types of bombs to encase enemies in ice and make them fall off the bottom edge of the map. Frozen enemies which are hurdling fast enough can also knock other enemies off the map. Once all of them are out, the player can then drop off the map themselves to move on to the next level. Defeating every enemy in the correct secret order, which uh, will, much like in Bubble Bobble, cause a uh, bonus item to spawn. Usually worth a whole heck ton of points. There's also a large variety of different items that can be found, which can make the player's character move faster, give them more bombs to work with, have special effects on the field, or any number of other things, and more and more of these items will be unlocked by completing quests which involve collecting certain amounts of each one. There are also a number of secret passages which abound, leading to even further depth to the game. In fact, if you're planning on ever finding everything in this game, you're probably going to be looking for a walkthrough because there's a lot of it. It's a pretty simple game but possibly one of the most limited as far as plays per week. Um, I know with the old system they had they gave you one play per week unless you bought into their system and then you can get more but anyway. Despite that, it continues to be pretty fun to play for as much as you can play it. And if, like myself, you have an account from a long time ago and put any amount of money into it, you might log in now and find yourself with hundreds, if not thousands, of plays stocked up over the years. So, if you forgot about it for a while, you should uh, head over there and play to your heart's content. It is a good game. Alpha Bounce is a breakout clone released in 2007. You play as an ES Corp prisoner charged with clearing inhabited space of debris and mining anything that may be valuable. This one goes a little further than having the player just break bricks all day. They're also traveling through space, upgrading their envelope, which is their term for the paddle, and upgrading their ball as well as their engines so that they can move farther in space in less time on top of that there are several side plots which may help to reveal why the player is a prisoner and maybe even how to get out of it this game might be one which some people claim to be their first exposure to to motion twin as not only was it a flash game but it was also released as dsiware developed by mad monkey studios in 2010. working on the one and done payment model The original game wouldn't quite work in this format the way it does online, but it's still the same idea of traveling through space, upgrading and playing an escape, only on a smaller scale, and you get to play as much as you want. It's a fairly engaging game for those who enjoy games such as Arkanoid and are interested in playing that with a little story on top of it, but stands to reason that this is not a game for everyone and one will have to play a lot of procedurally generated br- uh, breakout tables over an extended period of time before they can make much headway into the game. Kado Kado and Akadeo are minigame collections released in 2004 and 2013 respectively. I mentioned them both at once because mm, they're basically the same system at heart play mini games, get high scores, win points, which can be traded for prizes. Mind you, the prizes nowadays are pretty much limited to MT passes, which can substitute for any microtransaction uh, to get additional plays in other motion twin games. Or if you're lucky, you can still get an Amazon gift certificate co- uh, code. Still, the variety of games on tap here is huge. There are a few shmups. There's an arcade version of Minesweeper, a guideline non-compliant Tetris co- uh, clone, a bunch of different kinds of group matching puzzle games. There's a more or less a typing skill test, uh, pool in outer space. Uh, what else do we got? We got... Um, You know, mazes lost in time, mazes on ice, um, a few different kinds of pushing block puzzles, several arcade thrillers, anyway, the, the list goes on. I can probably go for a good 10 or 20 minutes just describing each individual game in 10 words or less. It's also possible to team up with others and compete between groups. Even if it's not as glorious as it used to be, it's still there and it's still fun to play. And then there's also Twinoid, which is a port- uh, portal site which covers several of their games, allowing for a single sign-on to many of them, including Alphabounds, Kado Kado, Arcadeo, and more, such as Rockfaller Journey, a twisting match 4 game akin to be Jeweled Twist, Natural, uh, Natural Chimie, Uh, or Natural Alchemy in English, a match three falling block game that involves combining elements to create higher order ones and um, My Brute, uh, which is a fighter training game and Muxu, their previous portal platform and all the games they're in. Uh, Despite all these nifty games still existing online, it's, kind of sad to note that about 13 months from now when Adobe Flash sunsets, it basically won't be possible to play these anymore and some of their games have effectively been abandoned by the group as they focus their efforts on building their evil empire with dead cells, so I suggest enjoying these while there's still time. So that's about it for um, the review itself. Thing is, I still do have a little bit of time to fill here, so um let me see. I am going to go over to the Motion Twin website. I'm not actually gonna be playing the games. Wouldn't exactly be interesting to just for me to go ahead and play some of these games and tell you about them that way because you can't see them. This is not th- this is not an audiovisual stream of any kind. So, you know. Um. Hmm. Ah, here's, uh, here's actually one to note. Um, one that is called Die Tonight. Which, um. Which in French is called Old. Or hordes so hordes of zombies which is basically the uh, the whole idea of that game now i haven't played that game myself so i can't really say very much about it but i will point out the fact that um hordes or uh, old die tonight there was a sequel playing for that game or particularly a prequel called old zero or hordes zero Um, and that one, let me see, uh, motion. So this game was originally planned in June of 2014 and it was going to be kind of sort of a a battle royale type of game. Where you're fighting on a, um, kind of a, it's kind of a platforming game where you're fighting against several other people and trying to become the sole survivor. Which, at that point, the the game does point out that by you surviving, you are the only survivor and you're the only one who will have to deal with the zombie hordes. Thing is, they decided to go a different direction with that. Because they posted a thing uh, in... Let me see. Where is the original story for this? I apologize, I should probably have been a little bit more prepared for this, but I believe that News of the Weird actually... Uh, ran a little short. So that gave me um, a little more um, free time to work with than I was really planning to have. Um, Here it is. So the announcement was made on on, uh, August 25th 2014 that Horde 0 would be renamed to Dead Cells so this was going to be a completely different game this is going to be a multiplayer game and kind of battle royale ish but not really and um, yeah it turned out to be something completely different and uh, i think a lot of people will agree that it was a good thing for it to happen because now everyone knows uh, about motion twin even if they even if they think that they've only come out with one game well that's not so much the case um let's see some other stories here there's also kingdom uh, kingdom is, as the name implies, a kingdom management game, which uh, combines a match-three aspect of, you know, gathering um, gathering population, gathering resources, and also an actual uh, kingdom management type of thing, which is played with, you know, several other people, On a map and you're uh, trying to claim as much space as you can for yourself before your king inevitably dies, uh, which will eventually happen. Uh, Rockfall Journey, I've briefly mentioned that. uh, Sort of like Bejeweled Twist, except um, slightly different, I guess. Um... Oh, yes. And if you're playing in French, uh, one particular game that I enjoyed playing was Majority. And Majority uh, is a game where you are given a question, three completely unrelated answers, and the correct answer is the one that everyone picks. And the game is over when uh, the crowd has been reduced from 100 people to two. And those two people get to win. Um, unfortunately, it's really hard to get into a game of that because people don't really play it anymore and it does require a hundred people and they don't have bots to play it. So it does cause a bit of a problem, but you know, them as the breaks, people are more focused on, you know, dead cells now. So anyway, I think that's about enough vamping from me. Let's get on some music. You're listening to Squarewave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. that last one was chocolate chiptune pie by jj clark and that brings us to the end of this hour i do hope that you enjoyed the show i enjoyed putting it out for you and i shall of course be back next week with some more stuff for you i have no idea what it is but that's nothing new we'll find out together how about that i think that is a pretty good plan so let's get on to the credits as we usually do Square Wave Symphony is based on the format of the Electric Left podcast by Jason Parton of Low Bias Gaming, lowbiasgaming.net. News of the Weird is written by the editors at Andrews McNeil Syndication, newsoftheweird.com. Gaming next month is powered by Game Informer, gameinformer.com. Segment music composed by myself, Manama Numiki, Nori Kikamikura, Twilight of Defects, Sean Daly, Niflis, and Commissar. Stay tuned for The Astrology Show coming up next on CKDU Fall by The Witching Hour at 7pm and press start to continue at 8.30. Comments, questions, want your chiptunes featured on the show? Email me at squaresim at lowbiasgaming.net or get in touch on Twitter at squaresim. You can also call the CKDU feedback line at 902-494-8041. There's also a podcast version of this show. It's available on lowbiasgaming.net slash squaresim, S-Y-M. Or just search for Square Wave Symphony, square wave is one word, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or TuneIn Radio, or most places that you will find podcasts, as per usual. This has been Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. I'm Coolio if you don't know, and I'll see you guys next time.